Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome to another episode of Baraka Broadcast. In these episodes, we will be listening to people from our Muslim community and talking about the struggles they faced through their journey and try to learn and benefit from them, insha'Allah. Today, our guest is Brother Abdul Malik Ali. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Abdul Malik. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, alhamdulillah. So alhamdulillah. without waiting any longer, I'd like to ask my first question. Uh, mm-hmm. If you could introduce yourself. Oh, okay. Um, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Uh, my name is um, Abdul Malik Ali. Um, I serve as the Amir of the Oakland Islamic Community Center. Um, and I'm also the Islamic Studies teacher at Granada Islamic School, 7th grade to 11th grade. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, uh, eighth grade, eighth grade to eleventh grade. Yeah, he's also one of my Islamic studies teachers as well <laughs> in eleventh grade. Uh, so, what was your journey like to becoming an imam in the masjid in Oakland, and also becoming an Islamic studies teacher in Granada? Wow, my journey. Um, that that you know that's that's ties into my journey to Islam. But um, when I became a Muslim. Um, um, I was 23 years old. It was 1981. Um, I was just really fascinated by Islam and I wanted to do as much reading as possible. So um, my teachers were actually um, uh, Muslim brothers who learned, who studied Islam in prison. Um, those were like um, like the bulk of my teachers. And, um, and then they um, would um, share with us um, other books and other scholars and other um, people who were basically people who were in the movement, let's say mm-hmm. people who were struggling, right. To establish Islam. These, these are the people who I feel the most comfortable learning from um, be they uh, activists, be they learned, be they scholars, um, what have you. But um, uh, to this day, I only trust, if you will, um, learned people and scholarly people who have that background of struggle, mm-hmm. um, and so so uh, so a lot you know so we just we just we studied a lot you know and um, and 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 the way we were taught what we were studying was um, useful knowledge if you will um, you know we we're involved in trying to establish a community in East Oakland the masjid the schools and so on and so forth um, and then trying to be better people and trying to raise. Um, you know, good families. And so um, the type of knowledge that we were taking in had to be really practical. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, so that was another aspect of it, focusing on the practical knowledge, mm-hmm. and, um, um, something, that, something that we could use and that we could help other people use. And so um, from there, um, uh, I, you know, I would conduct classes and so halakas and so on and so forth. And then eventually, um, I became an Islamic studies teacher. So like you mentioned that you became Muslim at 23 at a young age, mm-hmm. yeah. what was, what inspired you to become a Muslim? Um, first, first, of course, it was Malcolm. I read the autobiography in high school. Mm-hmm. And when I was in high school, after reading the autobiography, um, I tried to practice Islam. So I would look up Islam in the encyclopedia um, Britannica um, and um, of course, not having other um, um, information on it, I would look at the pictures, see people praying in sajda. I didn't know it was called sajda at that time. 
Um, and then that's how I would pray. I would pray um, in sajda, not knowing the other um, positions because I only saw a picture of someone in sajda. And so um, gave up pork. Um, and so um, after reading the autobiography of Malcolm X, that's really what um, really started. So after high school, it kind of went away because um, I didn't have any Muslim friends and so on and mm -hmm. so forth. So when I got to um, college, when I got to the university, um, San Francisco State University, um, I, started, <clears throat> I started becoming more spiritual again because I was spiritual when I was younger, like nine, 10 years old. Um, and so I felt it um, coming again, you know? And so um, I had went back home. I was born and raised in Philadelphia. I went back home. A friend of mine had a Quran. He wasn't a Muslim, but he had a Quran. And um, I asked him if I could use it, if I could hold it. He's, uh, he said, yeah, go ahead. So um, I just started reading it. And it was just um, amazing to me. It was as if somebody was talking to me. And um, I remember when I was reading it, I closed the book looking for the author. Um, and I couldn't find the author. And it said the Quran translated by, I said to myself, no, not translated by, who's the author? And I couldn't find the author. Um, but it was just talking to me. And by the time I left Philadelphia, I went there for a two-week vacation. By the time I left Philadelphia, um, as a result of having picked up that Quran and reading it, I knew I was going to become a Muslim. Yeah. So when I, when I got back to California, I eventually took my shot. So like you mentioned, you didn't have any Muslim friends earlier. In, no. In, like after high school. And being an African-American, what were your struggles like? becoming a Muslim during a time where it was like not that common and also being an African-American Muslim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you hit it on the head. <clears throat> it was very hard to find um, Muslims following Quran and Sunnah and, and, and African-Americans following Quran and Sunnah, particularly those African-American Muslims who were influenced by Malcolm. It was very hard to find them. Um, and um, Malcolm really meant a lot to me beginning in high school. Um, and I wanted to walk the path that he was on. And so um, finding African-American Muslims um, who were influenced, who followed the Quran and the Sunnah, um, but at the same time was very heavily influenced by Malcolm, which meant that Islam, we, Islam is gonna be connected to the liberation of black people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was very difficult finding those types of, um, uh, uh, of Muslims. But by the grace of Allah, I was able to, um, when I took my Shahada in 1981, I was able to find a community that was just building. It was just coming up in East Oakland. And um, so I stayed with that community for almost 30 years. So as you said, your struggles were trying to find the people what inspired you to keep on going and trying mm. to find those people? <clears throat> wow. Um, that I wanted to be a Muslim. I wanted to be a Muslim. You have to have a, you have to have a desire and a determination. This is what you want to do. I remember, for example, when I, when my first Ramadan, um, I didn't know about Sahur meal. So I was going every 24 hours. Mm -hmm. uh, because again, um, I wasn't practicing Islam um, with a, with a, with in, a, in a thriving community because it was so early, you know what I'm saying? And so there were certain things I didn't know at that time 
being a new Muslim. So I didn't know about Sahur meal. And I distinctly remember that the sun was going down at like 8.40 at night. It was like in August. And um, uh, I, was going, I was going 24 hours and I lost a lot of weight. My mother was, uh, my mother was having a fit. <laughs> um, but I wanted to be a Muslim. I wanted to be a Muslim. I lost some friends. Some friends felt like I betrayed them when I became a Muslim, but I wanted to be a Muslim. And so if it meant eating every 24 hours and if it meant that, um, that I would lose some friends and so on and so forth, so be it. I want to be a Muslim. And I remember just having that really strong desire um, uh, to be that. Earlier, you said that you read the Quran and mm -hmm. that's what inspired you to like mm -hmm. come to Islam. Was there like a specific ayah or something or one of the chapters from the Quran that was like, that struck you right away? Um, if, you're, if you're searching for something um, like I was, um, you're really searching and you're really open. When a book says to you, this is the book. The translation was, this is the book. In it is guidance without doubt. I remember reading that. And from that moment on, I was um, captivated. Because I, that's a strong statement. That's a very strong statement. And if, if you're searching for different things, and I took a world religions class in high school, Buddhism, and I just checked them on, Hinduism, and so on and so forth. But when you're searching, and, and, and if a book makes the statement, this is the book. In this book, there is no doubt. That's what it said. Yeah. In this book, there is no doubt. And um, that hit me. So from that moment on, I was captivated. Now, the Sura that caused me to close the book and say, who's this? Like, who's talking? Who wrote yeah. this? is Surah um, sur Al-Nahl, the B, mm -hmm. the B. Because Allah, it, Allah was talking a lot about his favors. This is what I did, and I did this, and I did this, and I did this. And, and I distinctly remember, like, who's talking? Like, who is saying this? You know what I'm saying? So, um, um, so the, the first ayat, um, or second ayat in um, Surah Al-Baqarah was the ayat, and the surah was Surah Al-Nahl. The, uh, those two things really got me. I think it was after Surah Al-Nahl. Um, and then I was looking at the ayats. They're too numerous to mention. The ayats that were talking about basically your moral character. And that's what I was looking for. I was looking for something that would help me develop moral, my moral character. And so there were all these ayats that talked about giving and um, being God conscious and uh, being forgiving and um, generosity. And so it's, it's, so it, it, it talked a lot about moral character. And so that's when I, um, I said, okay, yeah, this is the book, you know, and, and, and that was it. And then later on, I read a biography of the prophet Muhammad peace be upon him. Because when I, when I read the autobiography of Malcolm X in high school, I distinctly remember, because I had, while reading the book, I felt that there was no one there was no leader higher than Malcolm. That, that leader didn't exist. Malcolm was the top. 
and top of the line. And then in the book, though, it says he's talking to someone and he's telling someone that he follows the Prophet Muhammad, Ibn Abdullah, 14 years ago. And I distinctly remember asking myself, who is the Prophet Muhammad? Because that really stood out to me because of how I felt about Malcolm. Now, Malcolm is telling me who he followed. I had no, I had no, no, no idea that Malcolm followed anybody, right? Um, and he's saying that he follows the Prophet Muhammad. So I really wanted to know who the Prophet Muhammad was. So I also looked him up um, in the encyclopedia too. But, but in college, um, I read a biography of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and I said, oh my gosh. I said, this is the leader right here. Um, his character, that's what stood out to me, his character, his character. And um, it was, and, and, and I looked in the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, in his personality, and I said to myself, this is a leader. This is what a leader should be like. This is what a leader should be. And then I thought about Malcolm. And Malcolm had said, this is who I follow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I follow this man right here. And so, so, so from reading the Quran and then deciding that I was going to become a Muslim. And then when I read, when I read the seerah of the prophet, peace be upon him, and I just saw him as a leader. I just saw him as a leader. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, 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 I wasn't really feeling it. Um, I mean, I know he was a prophet. I know he's a prophet, but I didn't know about prophethood and so on and so forth. Right. Um, I heard of it, you know, read about it in the Bible. Um, but I was looking at him primarily as a leader. And what I saw was exactly what leaders should be. So like you mentioned earlier as well, that you work with young grades, teaching them Islamic studies, mm -hmm. also becoming, becoming a Muslim at a very young age. Yeah, what is yeah. something that you want to say to our youth that struggle today or that are thinking about Islam and are not sure? Yeah, uh, one of the things I, I, I want to say um, to our Muslim youth is that to keep in mind, to understand that we are living in a, a special period right now because we're living in the age of Islamic revival. And I want our Muslim youth to understand that first and foremost, all the things that we're going through in terms of the Islamophobia and so on and so forth, that's a reaction to something. And with, with the Islamophobia and the like, um, and the things that are coming with it, what, what that's reacting to is an Islamic revival. There is an Islamic revival taking place. And for, for, for reasons that we do not know, Allah chose this generation of youth here to be alive during this particular period. Mm -hmm. and, and I would like the, um, the Muslim youth to, um, to, to, to know that and to, to know that they are a part of a historical, pro uh, an, an historical process that as our Muslim youth become, to, uh, be become they feel inside, they feel themselves inside becoming more and more attracted to Islam. That's a part of the revival. They're feeling the revival. And so there are many Muslim youth who are coming back to Islam. That's the revival. And what, what is so amazing about that, Brother Muneeb, is that after 9-11, the money that was spent to get people, to keep people away from Islam and to keep people from going back to Islam, um, the money that was spent. But in spite of all the money that was spent, Islam is still growing. Mm -hmm. um, 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 Muslims are coming back to Islam and non-Muslims are coming to Islam. For the non-Muslim youth, um, I would say that you're right. 
you're looking out in the society and you're seeing that something is wrong. Something is very wrong in the society. The epidemic of young people killing themselves, the drug, um, the drug problems and so on and so forth. They, you're right. There is a problem. And that's exactly what happened to the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, before he became a prophet. Um, he looked into his society and he saw that something is wrong, but he didn't, he didn't know exactly what the solution was, right? So I'm saying to the youth, you're right. Something is wrong. And the solution is to become more God conscious. God consciousness is the solution. And once you become more God conscious, you become more morally conscious. And then you aspire to be a righteous person, a person of, uh, of good moral character. You're not going to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. Um, but you're aspiring to be a good person. And what that does is that brings you peace. It brings you peace. And, and you'll find that in Islam. You'll find that in Islam. On that note, I would like to end as well. Jazakallah khairan to Brother Abdul Malik for joining us today and to everyone else listening. Inshallah, please join us next time. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Wa alaikum tanar wa kundalai Thank you for listening to this brand new podcast series. I would love to hear your input on the content and email me if you have any suggestions on who I should interview next from the Bay Area. See you next time. Inshallah.